Are you an accredited investor looking for a new opportunity to generate passive income and build the retirement of your dreams? Then elevate your investment game with Viking Capital, where wealth meets wisdom. Whether you're a seasoned investor or just starting out, Viking Capital can help guide you towards financial freedom through passive real estate investing. With strong and transparent underwriting, Viking identifies low-risk opportunities with the goal of preserving investor capital and maximizing long-term growth potential. And their accessible and responsive investor relations team will help you understand how each investment will impact your unique financial goals. With $800 million in assets acquired, more than $230 million in equity raised, and more than 5,000 units under management, Viking Capital is your path to early retirement. To learn about Viking Capital's latest investment opportunity, which is available for you right now, visit go.vikingcapllc.com forward slash best. That's go.vikingcapllc.com forward slash best to get started today. Did you know that within a decade, women will hold $30 trillion in investable assets? Yet somehow, only 19% of women reported feeling confident in selecting investments that align with their long-term goals. Our friends at InvestHer are out to change that. InvestHerCon is the number one premier conference for women in real estate, and it's happening June 2nd through the 4th in Austin, Texas. InvestHerCon is not just another real estate conference. It's a transformational experience focused on real estate investing, business strategies, and self-care tactics all designed to help women take control of their financial futures. Gain the knowledge and skills you need to grow your portfolio and build a sustainable business, all while connecting with over 500 women who are playing at the same level. To learn more and to get your tickets, visit InvestHerCon.com today and use the code 100BESTEVER to get $100 off your ticket. That's InvestHer, H-E-R, Con.com, Promo code 100BESTEVER to get $100 off your ticket. Quick disclaimer, the views and opinions expressed in this podcast are provided for informational purposes only and should not be construed as an offer to buy or sell any securities or to make or consider any investment or course of action. For more information, go to bestevershow.com. Just asking whether it's for opportunity, asking for assistance, or whatever it is, just being open and willing to ask me with the full expectation of great things are going to happen. Welcome to the Best Ever Show, the world's longest running daily commercial real estate podcast. Our hosts interview commercial real estate experts every day to get you the best advice ever with none of the fluffy stuff. Best ever listeners, welcome to the Best Real Estate Investing Advice Ever Show. I'm Slocum Reed and I'm here with Jonathan Tonks. Jonathan is joining us from Holland, Michigan. He's a managing partner at Provision Space, which specializes in multifamily syndications and raising capital. Currently GP of 297 units. Jonathan, can you start us off with a little bit more about your background and what you're currently focused on? Absolutely. My background comes from the automotive industry. I started my studies as a mechanical engineer, and it came from just the fact that I wanted to follow the footsteps of my family, follow that trajectory. I come from an engineering family. And I grew up in that world, so that's where I started. But when I moved out to Holland, Michigan a few years back, that's when I first was introduced into real estate by purchasing my first duplex. I started by house hacking that, living in one unit, renting out the other. And from that moment, I got hooked. It was just a confirmation of all of what I've been learning from reading books, um, Best Ever books, Robert Kiyosaki's books, just all the education that had been going on beforehand came in that one moment. And that's when I decided to start pursuing 
something a little bit larger and a little bit faster. And through some mentorship, through coaching, and through just further studies and trying to get involved as much as I could, that's when I started onto the commercial route and managed it, partnering with a few managing partners and syndicators around the country, was able to quickly grow the portfolio through multifamily assets as an alternative investment for passive investors. So where we're at today, and that's just a really quick highlight, but where we're at today is, again, partnering with people who want to have a passive income stream. And we invest in assets all over the country, but primarily Midwest and Southeast. That's where my partners are located at and boots on the ground. So we focus on those markets. So we're talking the Carolinas, Georgia, Florida. We have places in Nebraska, Pennsylvania as well. So we're looking to grow that portfolio. So high net worth investors, uh, institutions, other financial industries as well. And we're growing to scale to a billion in assets in the next five years. So that's where we started and where we're going. Nice. You're just under 300 doors. That's a lot of states that you just mentioned. What property size are you targeting? Right now we're targeting 100 plus units. The first two assets were 60 and 66. But as we started getting tri- um, traction moving forward, the last one closed 171 units in Lincoln, Nebraska. So we're sticking with 100 plus units. Gotcha. That makes sense. Within your general partnerships, Jonathan, do you have a specialization or a focus? Mine is primarily on investor relations. I love meeting with people, educating on what's possible with the avenues that we do. My other partners are focused primarily on the acquisition side and the asset management. When did your first general partnership acquisition close? That was New Year's Eve of 2021. So technically the beginning of this year, 2020. So easier way to say it is January 1st of 2022. Gotcha. And how many acquisitions have you guys done so far this year? This year, done three. Three. Gotcha. Cool. So I am an apartment owner operator in Cincinnati, Ohio, not too far from the Grand Rapids area. If you consider Holland the Grand Rapids area. Three. The passive investors who are coming to you for your deals right now, I want to ask where they're coming from. I see that as two different questions. First, how is it that you are meeting people who are interested in investing in your deals? And what is the typical background of someone who's interested in deals that you're sponsoring? That's a great question. So to answer the first part, how do I meet them? I have an in-person meetup once a month that I host in Grand Rapids. So it's a place where we can connect, meet new people. It comes from all different industries. So I have people driving in from multiple different cities with multiple different backgrounds, some not even in real estate, some just curious, but then also some who have experience in real estate and specifically commercial or multifamily. So we have a place where we can meet in person and shake hands and spread and get to know people. So that's one way. Also just joining as many online Zoom webinars, networking meetups as possible, getting my face out there, making friends through social media. LinkedIn is a great place as well. Just connecting there, producing good content on those platforms. Um, a big one as well this year, I've been dedicated to going to as many conferences as I could. Again, meeting people with like-minded abilities and aspirations. So going to conferences, for me, it's been once a month this year. Either real estate specific, but also other financial institutional backgrounds of different industries that may be collaborative in the multifamily space. So it's getting out there in person those different avenues. But then to answer your second question, what type of individuals are the ones investing with me? The big one that I've noticed is people who are experts or 
well-established in their current careers, either they're business owners or they're executives or they're managers at their business, someone who's dedicated to their job, but wants the additional income stream, wants the flexibility and the tax benefits that the multifamily opportunities provide. Those are the ones that I find most synergizes what we do. And then also some of the hobbies and activities that I do on the side. I have a a pilot's license. I have a few different things. I'm able to connect with different people on those ends. So it creates an area of conversation and then an opportunity to share. Yeah, I know pilots are a fairly insular community and very heavily networked. Another question here, same topic. We're recording in August of 2022. There are some interesting things happening with inflation and interest rates and rent growth and with deal flow, frankly, in a lot of NMSAs and for a lot of operators. Are you currently raising more capital from new investors, people who are new to apartment syndication? Or is it primarily people who are already invested with other sponsors or people who are looking to deploy funds from recent sales with deals where they were LPs and the deal went full cycle? Yeah, it's definitely the latter. It's people who have either currently or previously invested in other real estate opportunities who understand what we're going through and understand the expectations moving forward. And I think the main reason for that is purely just comfortability and understanding of what's to come. But in addition to that, I would say definitely people who are exiting their current opportunities or their current assets, either through 1031 exchanges or just get into the next opportunity. But deal flow has definitely slowed down a bit and not from the standpoint of that there aren't good deals out there, but we're being extra conscious of what we choose to partner on and choose to acquire. So we're making sure we get the best opportunity back to our investors. John, thus far, what's been your biggest learning curve sponsoring apartment syndications? I've had a lot of lessons that I've learned along the way. Thankfully, my partners have been gracious enough to let me learn as I've been doing. The biggest one, when it comes to what I do, specifically raising capital, I would say my first opportunity to raise capital, I was extremely optimistic, thought I could raise as much as was needed for closing. And of course, I reached out to everyone. I had texting, everyone calling, people sending emails, just pestering everyone as much as I could. Not because I was just desperate, which I partially was, but also because I knew how good of an opportunity it was. And I just wanted to share with everybody. But the biggest lesson came from not just the initial rejection from so many people on my first opportunity, but the cycle that we went through, uh, extremely optimistic, faced with a little bit of rejection, and then got some more momentum going, more rejection, and just this whole back and forth of getting comfortable and getting acquainted with the fact that everyone's not going to be as excited as you are about your deal, or they're not looking for that at that certain time. I've had multiple investors who were just at a, a season of life where they couldn't invest in another opportunity with us. And that's difficult at first, but it's something to get used to. But I would say curbing my emotions in those moments and getting a little realistic with reality was a big learning lesson at that point. And it's helped us create systems on how to move forward and be better able to predict what we're able to raise and what we're able to close on. 
We'll get back to the show with first some sponsors I'm confident you'll find value in learning more about. It's no secret that everyone is trying to find a recession-proof investment right now. What if you could invest in one of the most recession-resilient asset classes of the last 25 years with one of the best teams in the U.S.? Self-storage is that asset class, and Reliant Real Estate Management is that team. Reliant Real Estate Management is the 17th largest storage operator. They have sold over $1 billion in self-storage assets and have lost no investor principal with the average project level. IRR of 33% in the last three years. Right now, you can be one of the first to invest in their next fund at ReliantFund4.com. Fund 4 is a $100 million equity fund with seven properties already identified to close before the end of 2022. If you're an accredited investor, visit ReliantFund4.com to download the investment summary and schedule a call with Reliance Experience Team. That's ReliantFund4.com, R-E-L-I-A-N-T-F-U-N-D-F-O-U-R.com. I'd like to introduce you to my good friends over at PassiveInvesting.com, a private equity real estate firm based out of the Carolinas. PassiveInvesting.com makes it easy for you to start investing in real estate. They focus on acquiring institutional quality apartments and self-storage facilities with private accredited investor funds. They also have a real estate debt fund that offers hard money loans to local fix and flippers across the U.S., which currently has a 0% default rate. With a portfolio of over $700 million in assets and controlling over $250 million in equity, they know how to secure the best deals and how to avoid the red flags. If you are interested in learning more, please reach out directly to PassiveInvesting.com and request the free Passive investor guide that outlines the seven red flags for passive apartment and self-storage investing. Visit PassiveInvesting.com forward slash red flags to download that PDF now. That's PassiveInvesting.com forward slash red flags. Coming from an automotive background, particularly an engineering background, and now being professionally much more people facing in raising capital for apartment syndications, I imagine there are some new skills that you've been working on developing the last year. What's the most valuable skill that you've developed now that you are in apartment syndication? Great question. That's one I haven't been asked before, but I would say the best skill I've had to learn is courage. I couldn't say it other than that is just developing the courage muscle. One, to get up every day and add value in some capacity, but then also meeting people and going face to face. When you're at a conference and there's hundreds and hundreds of people dressed real nicely and they all seem to have more experience than you, being able to walk into a group, stick out your hand, shake other people's hands and introduce yourself. And just getting used to that is a big skill. Same with asking for the clothes. Like for, for anyone who wants to be an investor, I look at it as perspective of what I'm giving to you is an opportunity that myself and my partners are investing in. It's something we believe in, and it's something that we want you to be a part of with us. So I wouldn't be presenting it to you if I didn't believe in it. But being comfortable and being courageous enough to ask someone, would you part with the hard-earned money that you've been saving or that you've been investing on the side would you part with that to invest with us and grow your net worth? And that's not an easy ask by any means, especially coming from a background where I've never asked anyone for money before. But just developing the courage muscle of making new friends, building relationships, putting yourself out there, being on a podcast like this with yourself, it takes a courage muscle for sure. Given that most of the LPs that you're bringing on, Jonathan, already have some experience with apartment syndication and have already gone full cycle on deals. I know you're looking at a load of markets, Southeastern, Midwestern, 
Are you finding that any of the LPs that you are newly in conversation with, are they picky about which markets they want to be invested in within the markets that you guys are currently analyzing? Or is it just wherever you have the right opportunity, whether it's in Nebraska or Florida, they'll pounce on it? It depends on the investor. I've had quite a few who are more picky about the teams that they work with and just the loyalty to their previous relationships than they are about the markets per se. But I will have quite a few people who come back and say, hey, I prefer to invest in these four or five markets. I have experience with it. I have current assets already there. Um, I prefer to stick in those. But they present the opportunity that if we do have something in those markets, they'll be interested. At the same time, the other 50% of people are open to opportunities as they come, especially as challenging as the deal flow is coming at the moment. If it's available to them and they have funds liquid, they'll take a look. Nice. Well, Jonathan, are you ready for our best ever lightning round? Sure. Let's do it. Awesome. What is the best ever book you've recently read? Oh, man, I read a book a couple months ago that has changed how I structure my business. It's called Who Not How by uh, Dan Sullivan. Love that book. Well, it's sort of by Dan Sullivan. Somebody else <laughs> wrote it for him. He, exactly. he Who Not How, the book Who Not How. I can't remember the name of the actual author off the top um, of my head, though. Ben Hardy. That's yes. Yeah. Benjamin Hardy. You're right. I feel like I say this once a week, but every time someone says that's the book that they recently read, I have to say, I've realized about myself that when I get too busy. Off-market lead generation is the first thing that falls by the wayside. So I finally picked up that book knowing that I already agreed with the argument, but recognizing that I needed to process it and hear from the experts, Dan Sullivan, Ben Hardy. And while in the car listening to that audiobook, I came up with the idea to find someone who wanted to get into real estate and wanted to get into lead gen train them on what I know how to do, but I'm not making enough time to do and then give it to them to do it. And my most recent acquisition actually came from one of those people who was looking for the opportunity to take action that I wasn't making the time for. And so I who not had them into that action for me. And just a few weeks ago, bought a smaller apartment building, but it wouldn't have even been on my radar. What is your best ever way to give back? I love giving back through my church. I feel very passionate about giving back through either serving in general at the church or recently more challenging opportunities I've been blessed with is helping out like middle school boys and just being kind of a mentor leader there. But then also kind of a sneak peek at what I'm doing with provision spaces. I won't share all the details, but something my parents gave my siblings and I the opportunity when we were very young was we lived overseas a few times, had some exposure to different cultures, but then we also did a few mission trips overseas. So just giving back in those capacities, I want to make sure that my future family and myself are staying close to those mission-based organizations. I was a professional youth minister before I got into real estate full-time. And yeah, I used to lead those mission trips as well. And man, middle school boys, you're doing good work. If you're doing, (laughs) if you're working with middle school boys, for sure. Back on topic though, Jonathan, thus far in your commercial real estate investing career, what is the biggest mistake that you've made and the best ever lesson that has resulted from it? It would be the reminder again of the who, not how. Even though I've utilized some of the relationships I have in my life to continue scaling and growing, I still catch myself in moments of just getting bogged down by the details and trying to take on everything myself. 
Um, and I would say it led to the, I don't want to call it a realization, but just the intentionality of asking people for help in certain situations or asking people for advice or for recommendations. One perfect example of that is being on this podcast. I asked a friend, I said, hey, I'd love to get some more exposure through podcasts. He said, I was just on this podcast. Let me recommend you. So absolutely. Everyone's got their own skill sets and things they naturally gravitate towards. So rather than emailing out everybody on, hey, can I do any podcast or whatever event it is, using those relationships to help grow each other. Nice. On that note, what is your best ever advice? Right along those lines, asking you shall receive. For me, it was whether it was asking for money, asking for help. Um, I always wanted to do it myself. Wanted to get into all the details of the underwriting and figure out all the formulas and how everything works, which is extremely important and it's helped me tremendously as I relate the information to investors. But just asking whether it's for opportunity, asking for assistance or whatever it is, just being open and willing to ask me with the full expectation of great things that can happen for me. And where can people get in touch with you? Best place, LinkedIn, pretty active there. So just my name, Jonathan Thomas on LinkedIn. And my website, provisionspace.com has a plenty of educational content, past opportunities, a lot of great information there as well. Those links are available in the show notes. Jonathan, thank you. Best ever listeners, thank you as well for tuning in. If you've gained value from this episode, please do subscribe to our show. Leave us a five-star review and share this episode with a friend that you know is interested in capital raising for apartment syndications. Thank you and have a best ever day. Thank you, Stephen.